Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty. I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. What's up, everybody? This is Jay. Um, uh, this is technically not a Jay's Weekend Wrestling podcast. This is a different show. For me, it's a special show. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm going to be doing uh, a review. I'm going to be doing a review on a... Uh, th- this is my second one that I do. The first one I did, I had mentioned on the previous show, was on uh, my Facebook Live uh videos that i was doing um i'm pretty much as a lot of you know and i've mentioned before i'm a fan of horror movies uh i'm a fan of movies in general but i'm definitely a fan of horror movies and i'm a fan of the of the slasher genre of horror movies so this show in particular which honestly i was supposed to do last week but uh wasn't able to do it but I'm doing it now. So um, this is my review of the Halloween horror franchise. Okay. Um, overall, technically, there were 10 movies. So uh, I'm going to get into all of them. Um, like I said, I'm not going to get into complete detail of every one of them. And it's each inc- inc- intricacy <laughs> big word i know sorry um <laughs> of 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 all the films because that will definitely take a long time but um and i know i know halloween was last week fine i get it but you know what i'm gonna try to hook you up with something that'll get you hyped for next year okay and maybe it'll make you want to watch these films and not in the amc uh you know, edited for TV version, no disrespect to them because, you know, they play them, but in its pure form, I have the whole collection on Blu-ray, um, and hopefully by the time you finish hearing this review, you'll either want to watch them or, you know, or not, I don't know, but hopefully you will, um, like I said, I'm gonna go through all of them, and, uh, at the end of the review, I'm gonna count down my favorites from, one to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst, and um, you know, and just give my 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 thoughts on it. All right, so obviously, um, the the original Halloween was in 1978, um, and I have the the directors and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get into you know, I'm just real quick. Uh, it was directed by John Carpenter, of course, and written by John Carpenter, as well as Deborah Hill. And obviously, the iconic theme song um, for the for the franchise was uh, composed by John Carpenter. So, we get into it. 1978 is when the movie came out. Um, it was also the debut film for uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, so that's pretty cool. Um, here we go. The film begins with a six-year-old boy, a little six-year-old named Michael Myers. Um, he killed his teenage sister Judith um, in ha- on Halloween, nineteen sixty-three. Now, 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 the thing with this, and 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 you heard it right, uh, a six-year-old boy. 
uh, killing his sister. The the thing that made it um, um, crazy and exciting and 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 pretty uh, creepy is that as the film begins, you're seen as like uh, it's kind of like a point of view um, angle of the camera where you see the Sutton walking and it kind of feels like it's you. You know what I mean? The somebody goes to the kitchen, somebody grabs a knife, somebody puts a mask on. You don't know who it is, or or you know if it's a girl, guy, man, woman. You you don't know. Um, you just see a girl, uh, who had just finished being uh, promiscuous with her boyfriend. The boyfriend leaves the house. Somebody walks up the stairs. You hear her yell, "Michael!" and and then obviously you know that's a guy's name so you just see the guy going to town boom boom um stabbing her up at that moment you know that you're seeing through the eyes of of the killer which is which is pretty crazy and then you notice when uh michael goes outside he's standing in front of his house when the parents get there and they you know they got a confused look on their face they're like michael and then they take the mask off and it's a little kid <laughs> uh, they already start the movie off with a with an interesting twist that nobody expected because nobody expected this killer to be a little boy you know what i mean so that you know just set the groundwork for a pretty pretty crazy flick um and this is based in a in a fictional town called haddonfield illinois which i would assume is like a suburb of chicago because it's illinois um so after this, Michael Myers was hospitalized at the Smith's Ro- Smith Smith Grove Sanitarium. He was there for 15 years before he escaped. Um, so he escapes and then he returns home um, to Haddonfield, uh, pretty much stalking and 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 killing a bunch of people um, until getting to the main character, which is Laurie Strode, which is played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, he pretty much kills most of her friends. Um, um, you know, as she was the main one, she was a babysitter for, for some of the kids. And um, a lot of the other girls were busy uh, getting drunk, um, being promiscuous, doing drugs, whatever. And uh, Michael Myers pretty much la- took them all out. Um, Lori Strode, with the help of Michael Myers' own doctor, psychologist, Samuel Loomis, um, uh, with his help, she survives the the onslaught. She's pretty much in her house, or 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 in the house of the kid she was babysitting. I think his name was Tommy Doyle. Um, Michael Myers was was strangling Lori. He was choking her, and uh, um, Doctor Loomis shoots Michael six times, knocking him off the the balcony of the house, and he Michael was laid out. So you would assume he he would be dead at that point. Um, and the movie ends with uh, Dr. Loomis running outside to see, to check on Michael. And he notices Michael's not there. So uh, that was the end of the first film. Um, and obviously, you know, I skipped a lot of like, you know, like how he killed people and, and how he tried to, you know, scare people and stuff like that. Like the little intricacies like that, I'm not going to really get into because I'm just giving you the gist of, of, of the movies. Um, now obviously these movies are so old that I'm sure a lot of you have seen them before, but if you haven't seen them in a long time and, and, and I just give you the sizzle instead of the steak and then you end up watching it and it's like, Oh, you know, this and this, that and that, you know, then I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? So that was pretty much the gist of, of part one uh, of beginning the story. You know what I mean? This, this kid does something evil. He gets put away. He, he doesn't say anything, literally doesn't utter a word for 15 years, just thinking about going, going home, going home. That's all he wanted to do is to go home. So he finds a way to escape um, after 15 years and, and, and finds his way home and finds a totally different place than, than what he remembers. So, you know, and apparently he knows something that a lot of other people don't know which is what we find out in halloween 2 which came out in 1981 this film pretty much picks up where where the other one left off michael's body missing from the lawn where he had fell um from the balcony um where loom where dr loomis shot him 
Michael follows Lori to a local hospital where she was taken to, um, killing everyone who gets in between him and Lori. The big twist in this film is finally revealed when Dr. Loomis finds out that Lori Strode is in fact the younger sister of Michael Myers. Okay, she was given up for adoption as an infant. Um, apparently she was alive. Uh, I want to I want to assume when Michael did what he did. Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, because at this point Michael's only 21 years old and she's about 18. She's about 17 or 18 years old. So him being six, she was definitely probably born. She was definitely a baby at that point. Um, so Michael Myers knew, in theory, that he had another family member in Haddonfield. Did he know it was Lori? Not sure. But then again, we're really cherry-picking at this point. But, <laughs> but uh, technically, she was given up for adoption, which, you know, she was adopted by the Strode family. Um at some point, Michael Myers cornered Dr. Loomis and Lori in an operating room where Loomis causes, causes an explosion um, after Lori escapes. Michael is engulfed in flames, stumbles out of the room toward, toward Lori before collapsing in the lobby of the hospital. Which, once again, him laying there burning, we are assuming that he died. <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of, of Halloween 2. This movie... Michael, the Michael Myers character was a lot more violent in, in this movie with his kills. Um, the Halloween series in the beginning was not known for being very gory, was not known for being very bloody. Um, it was more about the scare. It was more about the, what do you call that? The suspense of it all. Like when is Michael going to pop out? When is he going to show up here? When he does, you're already you're already tense and jumpy at that point. The kill is just the cherry on top. You know what I mean? So uh, they didn't really care in the beginning for lots of blood. But the kills in this one were much more violent than than in the, than in the first one for sure. Um, case in point, when he killed the nurse. There's this one nurse that uh, she was she was about to get busy with with a with a with a medic with a what was this dude? His name was Bud, and her name was Karen. But he was, he was an EMT. He was one of the EMTs, and they were about to get a little uh, frisky in the hot tub. And uh, Michael killed the dude before, uh, while he was getting ready to meet her, and she was already in the hot tub, you know, naked and all this other stuff. He turns the heat all the way up. Michael Myers does, and he drowns her inside of the hot tub at its most boiling point. So she, once he takes her body out of there and dumps her on the floor, her body's all melted and stuff. So definitely in this film, the Michael Myers character is ex way, the, the violence was turned up a notch. <clears throat> now, Halloween 3 came out in 1982. Now, this film has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It has nothing to do with his story. It has nothing to do with... It's almost like a different... It's almost like an ulterior universe, to be honest with you. The owners of the franchise, okay, felt that the Michael Myers character would become stale. They felt, you know, because at that time, there weren't a lot of sequels. So they figured, who's going to want to keep seeing this, this character? Who's going to want to keep seeing the films like this? So if we're going to do another one, we're going to do something different. We're going we're, we're gonna to probably do kind of like a, a sci-fi type film. And, and if we're going to do Halloween every year, then we'll do something different every year. This was their first attempt at something like that. And, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and it, it, it was a bomb. It was an absolute failure, to be honest. Um, this was called Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Um, and, uh, the Michael Myers character, like I said, is not in this film. The only part of this movie that had anything to do with the original was that in a bar, somebody was watching Halloween, the first one, um, on TV. So that's the only thing. So they went in a different direction. Uh, like I said, more of a sci-fi feel. This film follows the story of Dr. Callis as he tries to solve a mysterious murder of a patient that he had in the hospital. Um, he, along with his 
uh, patient's daughter, Ellie, travels to a small town of Santa Maria, California. Um, uh, the pair discover that Silver Shamrock Novelties, uh, uh, a company that makes like Halloween masks, uh, run by uh, a man named Mr. Cochran, is attempting to use... Um, attempting to use the power of the Stonehenge rocks to resurrect the ancient aspects of Sam Hain. So that's another name which I should have mentioned from from Halloween too. Sam Hain is uh I believe known as the the bringer of death. Sound like that. Another word that they use um for celebrating Halloween. Um which is connected to witchcraft. You know what I mean? So they're using the silver shamrock Halloween mask to achieve his goal, which will be achieved when all the children wearing the mask, they watch the silver sh- the silver shamrock commercial airing on Halloween night. When the commercial comes on, and they're wearing the mask, all their heads <laughs> their heads explode. Okay, this is how goofy um, sound like this is. Not only do their heads explode, or or there's different reactions to each kid. Like one kid heads explodes, um, one kid their head like melts. Another one is like starts getting eaten by bugs and worms and 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 snakes. And it it, it was just a weird freaking movie. Yeah, you know I mean, um, and then it, pretty much toward the end, Doctor Callis contacts TV stations and convinces all but one of the stations to managers to remove the commercial. The the film ends with Dr. Callis screaming for the final station to turn it off when it airs once again when he thought he got to every TV station. So, it was a weird movie. Not, I mean, not for nothing, if this movie didn't have the name Halloween in the title and it was his own entity and, and, and it was just called like Season of the Witch or whatever, it'd be a decent movie. But it's always a turn off when that movie comes on because it has the name Halloween next to it. Yeah. I mean, so needless to say, like I said earlier, it was a colossal failure. Them trying to, um, you know, do something different with the franchise that had nothing to do with Michael Myers. And after this movie, they saw how popular the Michael Myers character was. So after this Halloween four, which came out in 1988, they knew they had to bring back Michael Myers, which is why Halloween 4, which is called The Return of Michael Myers. Um, now, this is the next few movies, Halloween 4, 5, and 6, is what I like to refer to as the Jamie Lloyd era, because I'll tell you why. Um, <clears throat> the Return of Michael Myers, introducing Jamie Lloyd, which is the daughter of Laurie Strode. Now, apparently, at this point, Okay, um, Jamie Lee Curtis was a huge star in Hollywood, and um, they were pretty sure they weren't gonna be be able to bring her back for these movies. So they had to create something, you know, to uh, create a new star to you know fill that void. So what they did was they created the Jamie Lloyd character, which was the daughter of Laurie Strode. Apparently, Laurie Strode died in a car accident between Halloween 2, between Halloween 2 and Halloween 4. Um, Michael survived, apparently, the explosion from Halloween 2, and he was in a coma. And this takes place 10 years after, uh, part, after that night, which was part 1 and part 2. So technically, uh, Michael Myers was in a 10-year coma. Um, he wakes up from the coma. Now, at this point, people think Michael Myers is is an invalid. They think his, you know, he's a vegetable. You know how, you know what that is. So they figured he'll be in a coma till he dies. But he awakens from the coma, um, and then he goes home. He goes back to Haddonfield. Now, during his awakening, he hears inside of a hospital van that he has a niece in Haddonfield. Which is the daughter of Laurie Strode. Um, so he wakes up. He kills the medics. Gets out of the 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 hospital van. Makes his way back to Haddonfield. Um, Sam Loomis returns. Who, who obviously. I didn't mention this before. But he was played by um, Donald Pleasance. 
Um, Sam Loomis returns to Haddonfield after learning Michael escaped to track him down and protect Jamie. Um, eventually, the police track Michael down as he had almost uh, killed Jamie and his his foster sister, her foster sister, uh, Rachel, who was a big character in this film as well. Um, now, in this in this film, they incorporated more drama in this film. They incorporated more like soap opera ish type storylines to where they had like a love triangle um you know uh between rachel um who was like i said she was a big part of this uh, uh movie considering she was the older sister of jamie lloyd um she was the foster sister so she was a big part of it um so they incorporated a lot of storylines with her a boyfriend and uh the sheriff in this movie um his name is sheriff meeker the original sheriff was uh uh lee brackett he was in part one and part two but um with his daughter dying in the original halloween uh they had put in the storyline that uh sheriff brackett retired so now this guy sheriff meeker who worked under brackett apparently um is now in charge so you know uh, and apparently the other girl that was involved in the love triangle was the daughter of the sheriff so they added a bunch of like drama to to this film um but pretty much leading up toward the end, uh, the police tracked down Michael as he had almost caught Jamie and, and, and Rachel. Michael uh, Michael was down on the ground at some point. I believe he got hit. Rachel hit Michael with a car. So Michael was down on the ground and Jamie comes out, grabs Michael's hand. Now they held hand in hand for the first time uh, throughout the movie. So she realizes... I mean, she knew at that point that that was her uncle. So at that point, they held hand in hand, and a lot of people at that point suspected that they may she may have transferred something to her uh, psychologically. So after that, Michael gets up. The cops um, shoot Michael down um, with a bunch of shots with shotguns and all that stuff. And pretty much the movie ends with Michael falling down a mine shaft after uh, after he got shot down. Um, the movie ends with a twist, though. Jamie Lloyd, who who has the same Halloween costume that Michael Myers had as a child, she's dressed as a clown. Um, she's home with her parent, with her foster family, and and Doctor Loomis and the police, and um, uh, pretty much her mom is setting up a bath for her, so she calls her up, and all of a sudden we see a glimpse of. Now, at this point, you're thinking maybe it's a flashback to the first Halloween. She puts a mask on. You're in POV mode again. And uh, the mask comes on. You grab a scissor. Now, this time we know it's Jamie that is is doing this. She gets into the bathroom. She stabs her foster mother with the scissor, um, knocking her into the bathtub. And, and, you know, she stabbed her a couple of times. Now, the Loomis and the cops and everybody hears this. They run to the steps where they find Jamie. Blood on the, on the scissor, blood on the mask. And she, she lifts up the scissor like in a stabbing form. And you hear Dr. Loomis screaming, no, no, no. And he went to grab the gun to shoot her. And the cop stops her. And that's when everybody looks at her. And the movie, the movie went to black right there. And at that point, they were giving... Uh, the impression that Michael Myers, when they held hand in hand, gave his evil to Jamie. So at that point, pretty much leaving everybody to think that Jamie Lloyd in future films, if there were future films, would be the next killer and that Michael Myers was dead. But um, of course, that would not be the case <laughs> when Halloween 5 came around in 1989, which was rushed into production considering how good halloween 4 did and like the theaters and stuff like that it did great so uh they rushed halloween 5 into production halloween 5 was not as good but still you know it is what it is um <laughs> michael apparently survived the gunshots and the and the fall down the mine shaft stumbling upon a man who seemed to be homeless who who uh, bandaged him up and kept him alive? Um, he awakens about a year later, showing a a some sort of telepathic connection 
with Jamie, who is hospitalized, who she's been committed to a to a children's hospital, a children's psychiatric ward. So as he awakens, Jamie feels his presence. So they have a connection now where if Michael Myers is close, she feels his presence, like I said, and she, she knows what he's doing and she knows where he is and all that stuff. So um, in that sense, it's pretty interesting. So he kills the guy and he goes uh, back home to Haddonfield where, where, like I said, Jamie's been committed to a psych ward. Um, apparently in this movie, she's a mute from dealing with all the trauma from, from the previous film. And after stabbing her uh, her mother, so she you know she's a mute. She can't talk um, in the beginning. Um, so let's see here. So after killing a few people, including Jamie's foster sister Rachel, Michael actually gets her in this film, and she's killed off. Um, toward the end of the movie, uh, Doctor Loomis and Jamie lure Michael into his house. Loomis shoots Michael a few multiple times with tranquilizers and hits him with lumber, knocking him out. Um, it, it ends with the police locking Myers up at the police station, awaiting transport to a maximum facility where they believe they'll just keep Michael there till he dies. Um, then out of nowhere, a man in all black, uh, with some steel toe boots or something like that, <laughs> pretty much shoots up the whole police station, breaking my, breaking Michael Myers out of prison. And it's pretty much jamie walking into the police station with a bunch of dead cops all over the place and when she notices that michael myers is gone she stands there uh scared and and crying and that's how the movie ends and it goes to black um this movie i mean part five was interesting because you know it's like okay they they he has that connection now with jamie so they're kind of like they're kind of like one in that sense um, her being a mute to me was kind of weird. Um, uh, you know, I mean, this movie was interesting. It, like I said, it wasn't as good as part four because they rushed it. You know what I mean? But, um, and the whole dude in the black dressed all in black was, was weird. And, and nobody knew what that was. You know what I mean? When it first came out, but they explain everything in part six. <laughs> part six which came out in 1995 okay so six years later um now this was the first movie because i believe the franchise was bought by miramax and th they put it under their uh this was the first in the dimension uh era for halloween okay so the dimension was the same company that 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 gave us the scream franchise um, um, among other things. Um, so this was the first film under the dimension. Now, there are two versions to this movie, okay? Um, there's, there's the theatrical version, and there's a version called the producer's cut. Now, the producer's cut is the first movie that they shot. Since the franchise is not independent anymore they had to go through just like every other movie they have to go through test test screenings okay so <clears throat> the first film that they that they shot they they had to send it to miramax and if they liked it then they'll they'll send it out but apparently they thought it was complete garbage so they had to reshoot the movie pretty much 75 percent of it all over again now the issue with that was donald pleasance was back um, as Dr. Loomis in this film. And unfortunately he had died. Um, um, in real life. Don, Donald Pleasance died after the making of the first one. So they. With Donald Pleasance gone. They still had to record. Most of the movie over again. But they kept all the scenes. Pretty much that he was in. In the film. Um, and this was also. The debut film for Paul Rudd. A lot of you know Paul Rudd. Um, he was in Friends. Um, um, he's in a bunch of the comedies that we see now. You know, I Love You, Man, and 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 a bunch of other stuff. He's Ant Man um, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so this was his first film uh, back then. Now this movie apparently also was uh, written by a fan. I want to, uh, if I remember correctly, like they they did a contest, and 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 whoever won. 
uh, would be able to 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 like co-write or co-produce or something like that the next movie, and and a fan pretty much I believe wrote the the script for this thing. Now, Michael Myers at this point is an enigma. Nobody knows why he is the way he is. Nobody knows why he won't die. You know what I mean? So this film is pretty much here the way they did it to explain why Michael won't die. To explain why he is the way he is. Okay? So, um, here we go. So, pretty much, this movie is in Haddonfield. Um, um, uh, other members of the Schrode family live in the Michael Myers house now. They live in the Myers house because they couldn't sell it. And the Schrode family is a realty family. They sell houses and all that stuff. So some other members of the Schrode family live in the Mike, in the Myers house. Um, now, Tommy Doyle is a character which is played by Paul Rudd. He is brought back. Now, what I didn't mention in Halloween when I spoke about Halloween 1 was that Tommy Doyle was the little boy that Laurie Strode was babysitting that night. Okay, so they brought him back in this film as an adult. And he lives like in a foster home across the street from the Myers house. So, apparently, uh, Tommy Doyle... Um, who has grown up to be obsessed with Michael Myers, believes he knows why uh, he is the way he is. But before that, it begins with them showing pretty much the ending of part five inside of the police uh, inside of the police station. Um, they show the man all in black shooting up the place, and uh, he breaks Myers out, um, and then you see a van. With a bunch of uh, men dressed in black carrying Michael to the van. Because he's handcuffed, so he can't do anything. And they take Jamie. So they pretty much kidnap Michael and Jamie. And take them to like their underground... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Underground layer of sorts. Um, and apparently... These men who are all dressed in black are like druids or something involved in a cult. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> this film went in a whole nother direction. <laughs> so, yeah, so it starts off with Jamie Lloyd having a baby. Like, apparently, while she was kidnapped, um, and like I said, this is around six years later, so she's. At this point, she's a teenager, so apparently she got impregnated, and she's having a baby. What we find out later on, which is something real sickening, apparently... Now, I could be wrong, but they say it in the movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> apparently, they impregnated her with Michael Myers, which is sick, but... Whatever. It starts off with her having the baby. Um, the druids take the baby away. Then one of the nurses sneaks the baby back to Jamie, who is played by a different girl, by the way. The original Jamie Lloyd, who everyone loved, and so did I, was played by Danielle Harris. Um, but for some reason, they uh, they brought in a new girl to play to play Jamie. Now. The reasoning behind that was Danielle Harris said in an interview that she didn't care for the script, and, and I don't blame her. Um, and the fact that they finally they kill her off, they killed uh, Jamie gets killed by Michael in uh, in probably in the first tw fifteen to twenty minutes of the f of the movie. So uh, she didn't care for the script, and on top of that, they weren't gonna pay her as someone who's been in all the movies. You know, has been in two or three movies they were going to pay her like if she the same amount of money that she made when she was a little girl doing the jamie character so she didn't do it um so like i said michael myers ends up catching jamie lloyd down the road at a bus station um trying to get to the baby and uh he kills jamie finally and the baby is uh they she hid the baby somewhere so michael couldn't find it um tommy doyle who is listening to the radio and hears Jamie calling a radio host 
to try to warn them about Michael Myers and calling out Sam Loomis, who's very old at this point in this film. Um, but uh, Tommy hears in the background, like uh, the station, like radio station, calling uh, bus schedules and stuff. So he goes to the bus station, finds the baby, sees that it has a mark on him, and he recognizes the mark. And later on, like I said, he explains to uh, the girl next door, one of the Strode uh, uh, family members, her name is Kara. Her son apparently has been having the same visions and apparently the same voices that Michael Myers heard as a child, which told him to kill his family. So Tommy Doyle is pretty much explaining to to Kara Strode that that he believes that Michael was infected inflicted I'm sorry with the curse of thorn which is an ancient uh druid curse which um pretty much um pretty much uh not only makes him invincible but every child from each tribe which is uh, inflicted by the curse of thorn has to kill its next of kin, which explains why Michael Myers pretty much is killing his whole family off. You know what I mean? Um, later on down the road, it shows that Michael Myers' parents were were dead before he got uh, before he escaped from the sanitarium. So, with the belief that Lori was dead, that's why he was going after Jamie Lloyd all that time, and. Now that Jamie's dead, it's believed that that baby is the final member of Michael's bloodline, which is why he's going after the baby. So apparently he has to go after the baby, take it, take the baby to where the tribe is located and they perform. Michael performs his final sacrifice and they never really explained what would happen after that. <laughs> which is why this this storyline is so confusing but um <clears throat> but yeah pretty much michael ends up getting the child takes the kid takes the baby to the 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 underground of i believe the sanitarium uh of smith smith grove and uh, as they were going to make the final sacrifice, Paul Rudd, who disguised himself as a druid, <laughs> um, took a knife to, to, to the, one of the main doctors who was Dr. Loomis's, um, 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 coworker for years and, and which that guy was the guy that was just, just in all black. Uh, his name was Terrence. Um, so <laughs> they take the baby away, running from Michael. Michael starts killing everybody. Like, screw it at this point, right? So he's killing druids. He's killing hospital people. He's killing everybody to get to that baby. So it pretty much ends with, similar to part five, only Paul Rudd hits Michael with, with a tranquilizer and, and, and beats him down with a, with a lead pipe. Starts bashing him over the head. And then um, he's believed to be knocked out, dead, or whatever. So it pretty much ends with Paul Rudd, the girl Kara, with the baby, um, about to leave. And they tell Dr. Loomis to go with them. But Dr. Loomis decides to stay and says he has unfinished business to take care of. So he goes back into the sanitarium where he finds... What looks to be Michael Myers' body laying on the floor, surrounded by like rocks or something, <laughs> or something like that. He takes the mask off, and it wasn't Michael. It was Terrence. It was Doctor Wynn. And uh, he goes, "Where's Michael?" And then all of a sudden, Terrence goes, "Well, it looks like it's your game now, Doctor Loomis." And Dr. Loomis looks at his hand and now the 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 sign of thorn is now on Dr. Loomis's hand which is the same apparently same thing that was on Michael's hand and all this other stuff whatever and it ends with Dr. Loomis screaming 
<laughs> and it shows Michael Myers with the outfit of being in all black and uh, without the mask and walking away. So Michael Myers leaves. Dr. Loomis is screaming. And then it, it ends with, sh with them showing a pumpkin on fire or whatever. And that's how part six ended. Part six, ugh, depending on the one that you saw, is the one where, you know, I the producer's cut was always hard to find. My boy Matt actually had it on bootleg tape. And I was very jealous. <laughs> I was very jealous. But, um... You know the the producer's cut was a a, a rare thing that uh, that the collector should have. You know what I mean? Um, this movie for me it was okay. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was just okay. <laughs> um, so that was pretty much the end. Going into the next movie, which is Halloween H two O, this was pretty much the end of that storyline in terms of the characters and and in terms of jamie she's never mentioned again um in terms of everything else now going into halloween h2o which came out in 1998 this is pretty much a direct sequel to halloween 2 pretty much forgetting everything that happened between halloween h2o which pretty much means halloween 20 years later reintroduces Laurie Strode, a.k.a. brings back Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, this is a big, you know, big thing. Apparently, she faked the death. She faked the car crash. You know what I mean? So, Laurie Strode lives, but she is now under a different name, living in California as a, as a college professor, or as a principal and college professor. Um, <clears throat> she also has a son, and this is the debut film for Josh Hartnett. Um, and Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek was in this movie. Uh, LL Cool J was in this film to bring more notoriety to the film. Um, <clears throat> so Halloween H2O. Uh, let's see here. After 20 years, Michael Myers tracks down Laurie Strode to finish what he started in the original films. Um, and uh pretty much he he tracked her down he and uh <clears throat> she finally reveals who she is to to her boyfriend at the time which is which is another college uh professor <clears throat> um and uh pretty much michael myers kills a bunch of students <laughs> he kills um um uh what do you call that a former co-worker the former assistant of dr sam loomis in the beginning of the film now now the funny thing is and i didn't really correlate this till later <clears throat> there was an elder woman who worked in the school under jamie lee curtis uh she's actually jamie lee curtis's mother janet lee who was the woman in the infamous scene in the movie psycho back in the day who got killed in the shower so it's actually pretty f cool that two generations of the same family are involved in two of the most influential uh, films. Not only films in general, but in the horror world. Psycho and Halloween are two of the most influential films in, in, the, in, in horror films. So that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? And apparently the Dr. Sam Loomis character was named after Janet Lee's boyfriend in psycho and his name was samuel loomis so a little a little uh throwback information when it comes to that a little uh what do you call that uh continuity <laughs> yeah i mean so pretty much he finally finds laurie after 20 years uh after going through a killing a bunch of people trying to get to her um she fights back and like a one-on-one -on -one type you know knife fight you know this and that she knocks uh, Michael off of a, a, a balcony he falls through a table and uh, it p apparently ends where she takes uh, uh, what do you call that a medical van uh, 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 oh, Jesus what do you call that um, you know the, the ambulance she takes the ambulance van and uh, apparently she takes Michael's body to try to like drive it off a cliff or something like that he awakens 
and uh the the he tries to take hold of her and the 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 car goes out of control falls down the cliff she is out of the 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 van michael is caught between the van and a tree so he's stuck and she ends up chopping his head off she decapitates michael myers at the end of that film which at that point you have to think there's no returning from that you would think so but in 2002 (laughs) they came out with halloween resurrection okay now apparently they start this one off with laurie strode this time being in a psychiatric home because apparently she beheaded the wrong guy and they explain why um apparently when michael myers fell off that table fell through the table um the medical examiner went to check on him michael crushed his larynx uh after getting up choking him then knocked the guy out put his his mask on the medical examiner changed clothes with him and apparently the medical examiner was the one that got his head chopped off um michael myers uh makes his way to the psych ward trying to get to Lori. he finally gets her and he finally kills Lori strode um stabbing her in the back and throwing her off the off the building um he returns home to haddonfield where it's a new time it's a new era um apparently this film uh they brought in buster rhymes they brought in tyra banks for for some name recognition but i'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't give two shits about buster rhymes or tyra banks being in this movie but it is what it is um so at this point um the the internet age was 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 a big thing and reality shows were a big thing at this time so Busta Rhymes character uh, does a reality show where um, where people walk around with cameras, walk around uh, the Myers house. He called it danger tain- dangertainment. Um, so these these kids are walking around in this fake props all over the place. And Busta Rhymes even dressed up as Michael to try to scare them, you know, to get ratings and stuff like that. So the main girl in this film... Uh, has a pen pal kind of like a like a she ims uh pr- kind of like the back in the day when we had aim uh, aol instant messenger um she had a friend on there who watched the show and can pretty much since they had cameras he can pretty much im her telling her what's happening around the house or or around the area now what everyone does not know is that the real michael myers is in the house and he's offing them one by one, killing all of them. And they, everybody in the audience that's watching on, on the computers and stuff like that think it's all a game and think that they're just playing around. But this girl is, is, is telling you know her friend, look, he's really killing us. Like, this is really happening. So he's kind of helping her get away from him. They're stuck in the house. Um, Michael is killing all of them one by one. And here's... And and here's where the silliness <laughs> comes into play. Toward the end of the movie, Buster Rhymes is fighting Michael Myers. He's hitting him with karate moves and <laughs> and all this craziness. Uh, whatever. Uh, Michael Myers ends up getting electrocuted at the end of the film. Ends up burning and all this other stuff. And 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 that's how that pretty much ended up. It ends with Michael's body being at the morgue. And when the medical examiner goes to check on him, he, he, you know, awakens out of the body bag. And that was the end of the movie. And that was pretty much the end <clears throat> of that series. That was the end of that. Pretty much from part one to then, that was the end. So now we go uh, five years later, we go into the Rob Zombie era of Halloween. So Rob Zombie from t- in 2007 and 2009 he makes Halloween and Halloween 2. Okay? This is pretty much his vision on the films, okay? Uh Halloween 1 which came out in 2007 which is literally a remake of the original film showing how Michael Myers grew up um grew up with uh with a mom who was a stripper. 
um, with a uh, with a sister who was a little, you know, she was very promiscuous, and with a uh, <clears throat> not necessarily a father, but uh, the boyfriend of his mother was a drunk. He was a uh, you know, uh, it was a potty mouth. You know, what I mean, it was just a very very nasty individual uh, to live with. So it pretty much goes on where it shows Michael Myers like torturing little animals and and getting into fights in school and stuff like that and it just leads to that first kill you know that day from morning to the evening leads to that first kill you know what i mean so you get to know little michael myers as he's growing up how he's growing up and how he became uh what he what he became you know what i mean so that night halloween night uh he kills his his mother's boyfriend he 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 tapes him to the chair and slices the throat um you know, he kills his sister's boyfriend with an aluminum bat. Um, then he stabs up his sister. <clears throat> There's a little baby in there who is who he calls Boo, who is later on known to be Laurie Strode. Um, so he they show him in the psych ward growing up. Uh, he actually does speak um, um, the first like few months that he's there, and then as the night as the time goes on, he starts creating masks. And he starts hiding behind the masks. And uh, after a while, he doesn't talk. You know what I mean? Uh, they show the mom commit suicide watching home movies. Um, <clears throat> then it, it pretty much fast forward to uh, Michael being a grown man and, and the night that he escaped. You know? Um, there was obviously some stuff that Rob Zombie mixed uh, did differently. Um, he made Michael Myers 10 years old uh, the night that he killed his family. In the original, he was 6. So he was more little six year old, you're not a baby, but at the same time, you know, you're not at that level where, you know, you're able to take care of yourself and do stuff. But a ten year old, eleven year old, you know, you can kinda you can kinda do things for yourself. You know what I mean? So he made him a little older. Um So uh pretty much they show him in the sanitarium, they show him growing up. Now his mission coming out of there is to find his sister you know what i mean they 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 changed dr loomis's character big time because he was played by malcolm mcdowell who uh i don't know if you guys remember uh a clockwork orange he was in that film um and he's a part of that mcdowell mcdowell acting family there's a whole bunch of them andy mcdowell addy mcdowell you know um so he's part of that clan um i think he did pretty good for for the role but they made him into a money-grubbing, fame-seeking, totally the man that he wasn't in the original films. So I don't know what that was about. Like, it was nowhere near the same Dr. Loomis as we knew in the original films. So, you know, it ended up pretty much uh, him getting Laurie. And there was two endings to this film, I do believe. Uh, one ending was him having Laurie after stabbing Dr. Loomis. He has Laurie in the front of his house. And uh, he gets shot down by the cops. Um, the other ending was Michael pretty much football tackles Laurie through the 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 window of his house, and they're on the ground, and she shoots him right in the head, and she and it ends with her screaming, and then show, they show footage of Michael as a little kid. I enjoyed the first movie. I enjoyed the original, not the original. I, I obviously loved it, but. Rob Zombie's first movie of Halloween I enjoyed. You know what? Uh, and and a lot of you who know obviously Rob Zombie as the musician, he uh, Rob Zombie has very dark music. You know what I mean? A very weird weird looking dark music and it and it shows in his creativity in his films. If you've seen House of a Thousand Corpses, um <clears throat> Devil's Rejects, um uh Salem, what was that called? Not excuse me uh night of salem something like that and then 31 i haven't seen yet but um he's done a lot of freaky ass movies you know what i mean so that's why when everybody heard that he was going to be doing the halloween movies we be like oh that's gonna be interesting you know what i mean uh you know so the first one was good i enjoyed it the second one went in a whole different direction um this one was very weird okay um 
it started with a definition of a white horse, which uh, I didn't understand. Um, but apparently, they show Michael Myers' mother as like a ghost in this film, throughout the film, guiding him to find Lori and, and, and guiding him uh, you know, to kill people. And, and it's pretty much showing his mother with a horse and with him as being a little boy guiding him like throughout Haddonfield trying to find people freaking uh Dr. Loomis wrote a book and he's like doing the TV circuit it was like what <laughs> the cool thing about these movies were the casting because uh the sheriff is actually the voice of Chucky in the Child's Play films Brad Dorf. he he's the he's the sheriff so you got Chucky and Michael Myers pretty much in the same film, which is pretty cool. But, uh, you know, the storyline for this one was really weird. Michael's walking around without his mask, okay? Um, it's very... This one is more demonic than anything else. Yeah, I mean, they show Lori... Uh, now, there's two versions to this film as well. Two different endings, two different storylines from what I heard. The one that I own is the director's cut which is the one i own apparently the other version of it is even weirder in a sense and 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 different story um one story laurie strode is is an upstanding citizen she's good until she breaks down later and this film the one that i have she's a mess you know i mean she's an absolute mess um and the cool thing with this is um danielle harris who played jamie lloyd the original one is in these films as as Annie as Annie as Annie Brackett, she's the daughter of the sheriff. So they're living together. Um, she's breaking down in her mind. She's going crazy. She keeps seeing Michael Myers, and then in this film, she finds out who she is. She finds out she's Michael Myers' uh, sister, and she does. You know, she's she's just insane in this movie. It's just crazy. Um, pretty much the endings of these films. One ending, which I remember, which is the one I own. Um, Michael has her in a barn, and he's not even holding her. Like, the younger version of himself is holding her. Her mother, as a ghost, is there talking to her. And they're like, it's telling her it's time to come home. You know, pretty much getting ready to kill her. Sam Loomis walks in. They're surrounded by cops. He comes out, Michael knocks him out of the barn, takes off his mask, and actually talks. Like Michael says, die, and stabs him, which is weird. Um, then the cops shoot him down. Then uh, Lori comes out, she takes the knife, and then they shoot her. What? And, <laughs> and then it ends with her in like a long, white, all-white room like a you know like a psych ward she's sitting there you hear love hurts in the background that song love hurts and you see michael myers mother with a white horse walking toward her she smiles and the movie ends it's like what i don't <laughs> movie's so weird the other ending is even weirder um the theatrical cut i, I guess you would say um She's in the barn with Michael and all of them. Uh, Loomis comes in, I guess, and he gets thrown out. But apparently one of the cops gets a clean shot at Michael, shoots him in the neck or the head or something like that. Then he stumbles and gets caught like on, a, on some sort of like sharp object, and he's stuck, dying. Lori takes a knife. And she starts going to town on Michael. Boom, 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 boom. Stabbing him up. Like she says, I love you, brother, or son. And she starts stabbing him up. Then she takes the mask off, puts it on, walks out of the barn, and she's walking like of how Michael would walk slow and, and you know, whatever. She sits down. She takes the mask off. And then they shoot her. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so weird. It was so weird. And then it ends off once again with her in the room. You know, the same sequence, her smiling or whatever. And then it gives you the idea that Laurie Strode 
is probably going to be the next Michael Myers. Or it gave you the impression that she was in her head Michael Myers the whole time and she was the one doing the killing, which is weird because she'll have to be in two places at once. It's just insane. Halloween 2 was probably one of the worst films of the whole franchise. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was pretty bad. But that was the 10th installment of overall of Halloween. Now, what I'm going to do is, like I said, there were 10 films. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give, like I said, the top 10 uh, from 1 to 10, uh, greatest to least in terms of the ones I liked. So number one for me would have to be the original, obviously, Halloween 1. Halloween 2 would be number two because that was great. I would put Halloween 4 at number three. Um, I would put Halloween H2O at number four. I would put the Halloween 1 uh, remake from Rob Zombie, the first one, at number five. Um, I would put Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, at number six. I would put Halloween 6, which is known as the Curse of Michael Myers, at number seven. Um, I would put... uh, What did I put for number eight? For number eight, I put Resurrection, which was the one with, you know, Busta Rhymes and all that stuff, just for the hell of it. Number nine, I would put Halloween 2 from 2009 from Rob Zombie. And number 10, I put Halloween 3 because it had absolutely nothing to freaking do with the rest of the franchise. So, there goes that. Now, that was pretty much my review of all the movies, what they were. Uh, uh, hopefully <laughs> you guys will want to watch them. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have probably watched the most of them. Uh, but, um, I enjoy these movies. I find these movies to be, I think the Halloween franchise, honestly, uh, is my favorite in the horror genre in uh, in the slasher genre in terms of horror, like Michael Myers, <coughs> excuse me. In terms of who he is, okay? He's not a zombie, okay? He's not uh, a voodoo master that put his soul into a heart of a plastic doll, okay? He's not a guy who drowned as a child and came back as as as, as a demon. He's not a he's not someone who who's a pedophile and, and, and got burned by parents and came back as a dream dream demon who kills people in their sleep. I mean, this is a guy, what makes it scary is this is something that can actually happen because he's just a regular dude who became so evil. He's a regular dude that became so uh, in his own head, in his own mind, that evil took over. You know what I mean? And, 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 And he became pretty much indestructible. You know what I mean? And he was on such a mission that nothing could stop him. Yeah, I mean, so that that that's what's more creepy about it. That's for me. That's what's much more interesting about it too. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, like I said, I love horror. I love the slasher genre of horror. You know what I mean? Um, but I love the Halloween movies, man. Like whenever Halloween comes around, I have to, you know, sit there and just watch. You know what I mean? And just and sometimes I'll figure something out that I didn't from before. From at least one of the films. You know what I mean? So, you know, like I said, if if you guys haven't seen some of the films from the from the series, you'll check them out, man. <laughs> check it out. You know what I mean? I know Halloween is over, you know, and everybody's worried, uh, you know, talking about Christmas now because everybody's dying, died for Halloween to end so they could start doing their Christmas stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, Thanksgiving is season is here, uh, election season is here, um, so everybody's pretty much, you know, occupied with that stuff. Um, so you know, hopefully this was something cool for ya, and 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 ya could check it out. Um, I, I, I'm gonna be doing other other slasher genre, uh, you know, icons and franchises and stuff like that. You know, there's a whole bunch of them. I mentioned a lot of them. <laughs> but if I'm going to do this again, I think the next one I'm going to do is the Scream franchise. Because I love that one. I I love those movies. You know, it's a little bit of a game of Clue. You know what I mean? Who's the killer? You know what I mean? Like, and that was my time. You know, in the 90s and the early 2000s and stuff. So, you know, it was cool to watch. You know what I mean? Like, I could have I envisioned myself 
as Randy from the video store. You know what I mean? Or, you know, whatever. So, I think that's what I'm going to do. The next time I do one of these, which will probably be within the next couple of months or something like that, it will be probably the Scream franchise for sure. So, that was my review of the Halloween Horror franchise. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, the next episode of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast will be back this week. Um, I'll be reviewing uh, uh, the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, which took place a week about a week and a half ago, um, as well as Survivor Series is coming up. So I will get into that, and I will preview the UFC, the UFC 205 pay-per-view, which takes place this Saturday from Madison Square Garden, So, which is main event by Conor McGregor and Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight championship among a crazy crazy card in itself so that was my review i'll be back later this week i am jay and i'll catch you down the road later Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today. 911, what's your emergency? There's a train that just hit a car. Sir, what is your location? Uh, uh, Look uh, around for a street sign, sir. 8th and Orchard, 8th and Orchard. Okay, very good, 8th and Orchard. Sir, help is on the way. Why would he do that? The train still doesn't stop. You have to get there now. At a railway crossing, even if the engineer sees you and hits the brakes, it can take a mile for the train to stop. And for you, that's too late. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA.